but I didn't I didn't really get into JFK's assassination like to into like really looking into it until I looked into his brother's assassination. Mm-hmm. And so I I wrote a song and and uh, I just really got into that whole story of RFK's assassination. And it dawned on me it's like well, they did the same thing to his brother. And so like if you were just like an alien studying this planet and you're like from a bird's eye view looking at what the humans are doing it would be obvious to be like, Oh, well, they just did the same thing to his brother. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I once, once I was at a, uh, at a dinner party, I was never invited back to <laughs> where uh, somebody, somebody asked me about RFK's assassination and I started just going into it. And I was like, Oh yeah. And the guy, and there was this guy there at the table. who was just, we were kind of back and forth and he kept questioning everything I was saying. And I was like, you look, the guy that killed me, Sirhan Sirhan he doesn't even remember doing it and he's to this day he's sitting in a jail cell like what's the point after this long he's never going to admit it and he's uh he looked at me and he goes um what do he say he goes well every uh murderer that I ever prosecuted uh, mm-hmm. they swore up and down that they never they didn't remember doing what they were yeah. accused of doing I paused and was just like what's your name again? <laughs> and it was the district attorney actually. And I was like, okay, I'm going to shut up and leave now. Hard to argue with that particular. Yeah. yeah. again i think we're good recording recording definitely recording <laughs> one day we'll i just wish we had duncan back i was just thinking about him this week yeah god he'd be so good as a jamie you know he would be a great we just yeah. put him over there yeah. and he just he would just watch us and if we said something wrong he would just raise his hand and be like Mm-mm, no. okay All right. Well, we're going to go from the beginning. Um, Just to let everyone know, we were just podcasting for a good 20 minutes before I realized that we didn't hit record. So we're new to this podcasting thing. (laughs) 
which is why we'd like to welcome you to the Conspiracy Dad podcast. My name is Dante. This is uh, Mr. Dave Hayes. You can say hello to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say hello later. Okay. <laughs> we've been good friends for a long time, and um, I, I know I, we've both been pretty avid podcast listeners for as long as I think they've had podcasts. So Since before they existed. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Like, does that mean... In- uh, just terrestrial radio. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So we thought it'd be good to start a podcast, and I was trying to think what should we call the podcast? And I thought about it for like almost a year and I really just, I I didn't have the studio built and everything, but I I just know that from like a concept perspective, it's really important to like the, the brand and the name, like everything has to make sense. People have to know what they're getting into from, you know, day one. And so this came to me, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago was conspiracy dad. Because I was thinking about, well, who am I? What am I? What am I all about? And it's true. I'm a conspiracy dad. Like, I'm, that's just what I'm into. I, it, there's a wide range of conspiracy dads, I think, all from the Illuminati and the reptilians to the mouth-breathing sheep that just do whatever they're told. I mean, you could you yeah. could span the wide gamut. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that, of of people and there's, you know, there's all kinds and I'm somewhere in the middle, probably a little yeah. this side of middle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think like we're you're not flat so earth. Close. You're not so close to lizard people that I'm nervous when I introduce you to other people I know, <laughs> but you do deliver on asking them about UFOs. I mean, almost. I feel like I've gotten really good at doing that in a way that's not weird or awkward. It's only backfired like once. Yeah. And that kind of gives you some information on who you're asking. No, I immediately decided I don't want to be around these people. I just, I just, I just thought. Not even willing to entertain the question. Come on. Like you don't think that like never seen, like no UFOs? To give some context, Dante likes to ask people when he first meets them. And you give a preface, which I think is wise to let people know that you're socially aware. Uh, okay, this is just a question that I ask new people when I meet them. Um, you ever seen a ghost or a UFO or anything like that? And what you'd say more often than not. You more than it. half. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my own anecdotal study, but um, I've been doing it for over five years now. And I have heard so many stories that... Now, I, I've never seen a ghost. I've never, I've met many doctors, lawyers, engineers. I mean, specifically doctors. I know, I know several doctors that have told me ghost stories that are pretty wild. I mean, you definitely wouldn't want to know it if they were doing surgery on you. You're like before the surgery. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying they're mentally unstable. I'm just saying it's like, I think that there's a lot of stories like people have seen weird things and they just don't feel comfortable talking about it. Or there's yeah. maybe like the guys that I spoke to, they, they opened right up and told me awesome stories. I'll have them on the podcast. You guys can ask them what you think, but uh, I just don't think that they are asked that question in a serious way. Yeah. Which kind of gets to the, the, the concept of conspiracy yeah. dad and conspiracy theory. So one of my goals with the podcast is to di- disarm the weaponization of the term conspiracy theorist. And we'll go into the history of that here in a minute, because that's the point of this episode is the history of the term conspiracy theorist 
and where that began, how it began, and kind of where we are today. And I would, I would, uh, I don't know, uh, implore all of you in the pod. I would beseech you. If you are also a conspiracy dad or would like to become a conspiracy dad, uh, all you have to do is subscribe and uh, like, follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And eventually we're going to have T-shirts and hats. And and I say wear it proudly. You know, when I went when I went to pick up the sign, did I tell you the story about that? No. I was curious. Oh, gosh, it's funny about. Yeah. So when I went to pick this up, I had a guy at CVS print it and I I went in to print it up. And it was a guy about our age behind the counter. Mm -hmm. And he's just, it's in the bag and he's handing it to me and he's like, hey man, what is this? He's like whispering and my eyes lit up and I told him, oh, it's this new podcast, my buddy, we're going to do. And his eyes lit up. He was so excited. He was like, oh my God, I have to follow that. And then, uh. He, he started, probably searched it a couple times. Oh, he right away. He was like, where is it? Let me see. And he got his phone out and he's like looking for it. And I said, um, he said, my dad's always calling me a conspiracy theorist. And. I just told him, I said, your reaction is exactly the reaction I'm hoping for from the general population. And, and I said, embrace it, man. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm a conspiracy theorist. It's, it's uh, you know, when we think about the term, what does that mean to be a conspiracy theorist? There's the media slash CIA version of the weaponization of that term. It's kind of like if you think about, um, and this is another episode we'll get into, but 9-11 truthers, um, yeah, people yeah. specifically, and it's, it's the same Operation Mockingbird, it's the same people that they weaponize the term truther. And so at 9-11, I'm not giving any opinions about what or did or didn't happen. I'm just saying that people that asked questions, family of victims who asked questions, the media looked at them and said, oh, what are you, a truther? You truth? You really, you're looking for the truth, you know, and they said it in this really cynical, belittling way. And it's the same kind of thing. Like, what what are you, conspiracy theorist? As if humans don't all conspire and all theorize about everything that we do all the time. Yeah. Even, you know, people conspiring, which we all do, we conspired to start a podcast. I guess some people would say the term is related to illegal activity, but I, I think any shenanigans, any like, you know... Two people up to something, yeah. you know, that they're Putting not letting together. Yeah. And they're not letting other people in on it. And they're going to make theories about what they're going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Th- that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. I think you made the comment earlier. Uh, yeah. It's it's sort of what we do as a species, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's evolution. You're, you're hypothesizing about what might. Well, at least half of that work. term is yeah. like saying truth or like, oh, you think. You right. like you yeah, like yeah. to think. Okay, that's okay. cute. Yeah. That's cute. You know, and it, to me, that's just disgusting. It's like, and so I, I, that's the goal, I guess, is to try to get get around that. I don't. I know that's a lofty goal to say. I'm going to change what you know people's perception of yeah. conspiracy theorists means. But I think that we're at a point in history where that's what you have to do. You kind of have to throw it back in their face, where it's like, uh, you know, they they're the. The charge is so ridiculous to say, you know, truther, really. It's like, yeah, I am. Yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. If by that you mean I'm somebody who's skeptical of, you know, mass media and government agencies just telling me what to think when my lying eyes see something different. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm just saying it's okay 
to question narratives. It's 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 probably I would say the moral thing to do mm-hmm. to question narratives, and there's a danger in that because yeah, you could start to think the earth is flat, but I mean, <laughs> it's funny you should say that because as you were laying all this out, I thought, oh, I should warn you, listener, um, mm-hmm. you may be already like, well, I'm not into this. I'm not into conspiracy. I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist at all. But as soon as someone poses the question to you, like, oh, okay, you just called me a truther with a negative connotation. The rebuttal is sort of like, okay, so you're telling me that everything you read in the news and everything <laughs> you see from CNN or it's Fox, absurd. where you believe they're telling us the truth all the time, the jury's out. Yeah. It's all fact. Okay. And so you already have this a little bit of a notion that, what you're being told is not 100% true. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, that's the beginning <laughs> of the end. Because is it a good feeling or a bad feeling? <laughs> it is it is just one of those like, well, no. Uh, just like, I mean, I know we're not talking big pharma today, but Ooh, we will. <laughs> but And when we do, we have to not say certain words because we get kicked off the platforms that we're on, it's which just, is absurd if yeah, you think about it. It's it, like, really? I probably wouldn't have posed this question a couple of years ago, but since I since I dipped my toes into the conspiracy waters, um, I find myself saying to other people, hey, are you telling me that, I mean, they're a for-profit company. It's not completely altruistic. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying that there's no efficacy in what they're selling. But they are selling something. And there's probably people yeah. who conspire right. to do things yeah. within that organization. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't hold that against them. It's a completely normal sure. human thing yeah. to do. Uh, it's just when the tyranny of the state gets involved and they say, do what we say, you're going to jail with a gun. I mean, yeah, that that's that's my so corporate. Uh, you know, I, I obviously I think there should be laws in place to you know, safeguard human rights and workers' rights and all of that. But um, no, I, I, I believe generally in capitalism. I believe generally that people should be allowed to do what they want. But also uh, you have to take that into account when you're reading their articles and watching their TV programs yeah. and going like, you know, do you have an interest in keeping us all angry at each other all the time? Do you well, have an interest in, you know, or even if like we're going to get into with Operation Mockingbird, yeah, like, are you getting say. paid that's, by yeah. the CIA to tell us a certain narrative? Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. When so. you say that, it feels like a, like a big jump, a mm. huge leap. But as soon as you brought it up with me, I, I looked into it and I thought, well, that's not really that crazy, which is again, listener, I'm warning you as soon as you get out, <laughs> if you don't have the stomach for it. Okay. No, here's the thing. If you have a job, I heard Kevin Costner say this once. He said, I take my job very seriously, but I know I do not have a serious job. Mm -hmm. And as an entertainer uh, myself, I was like, that is the wisest thing I've ever heard. And so if you have a serious job, maybe consider another hobby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like like if, if you being distracted listening to this podcast might get somebody killed or like you give them the wrong medication, Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I won't say don't listen. I'm just saying that you know, don't go down those rabbit holes if you have serious work you're supposed to be doing, yeah. or maybe wait till you get that work done and then, I don't know. Or just keep in mind that not everybody around you is going to be as open to these ideas as you might be. Yeah, except 
man, I've, maybe it's just my personality, but uh, I've found that it makes much better conversations than you'd realize. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of conspiracy dads out there that, uh, you know, you say something like that guy behind the counter and, oh, man, what do you, what do you think about fluoride? And then I go, oh, let me tell you what I think about the fluoride. <laughs> and what's the other alternative is that we could have had a conversation about where we go, well, what do you do for a living? Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. this is what I do for yeah. a living. Um, which I, that's a goal of mine in life is just avoid yeah, talk about asking the somebody what they do, for a living. they do for a living. Have you seen a UFO? Have you seen a, an alien or a, or a ghost? Th- that was a, a deliberate effort to avoid asking somebody, what do you do for a living? Sure. And I'll say if, for challenge for anyone out there, if you want to start doing it, you'll find that like you, you'll really get to know people. Sure. Yeah. So one of those doctors that has seen a ghost and man, he's seen ghosts. And uh, we sat and talked for like an hour. And at the end of that, I was like, I know way more about you than I ever would have known if I had just said, hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a doctor. Yeah, doctor, do medical stuff. Yeah. And a conversation. Mm-hmm. Have you done any good surgeries lately? <laughs> have you seen anything gross you can tell me about? You know? Have you heard about this COVID thing? <laughs> so, all right, we got to get into the yeah. origins of conspiracy theory. So, in my humble researched opinion... They, it goes back mostly to JFK. Yes, people had used the term conspiracy theorist before 1963-64, but specifically in those years after the assassination of JFK, it was used, it was weaponized by the media as a derogatory term for anybody who was questioning the narrative about how JFK was killed. Um, And I think... It's pretty clear at this point. People can research it if you if you don't believe me. There were hearings by, I believe, Frank Church in the uh, 70s, who was a senator, and they're known as the Church Committee hearings. And yeah, you can look it up if you I'm want to call BS. But uh, I think even George H. Uh, Bush at the time, H.W. Uh, Bush, Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah. He's the first one. The, the first CIA one. one. Yeah. He was head of the CIA, and he he was the one that came out and said, and they were questioned and said, Ab- yes, absolutely, we were paying people at major media outlets to write stories that were favor- favorable to the CIA and the government in general since like 48. So at least into the mid-70s. And there's other, you can look up, there's a, there's an interview with the head of CBS back in, I think, 76. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's admitting it. He's saying, yeah, Walter Cronkite, all these guys, they were all working for the CIA. And, uh, you know, they asked him, do you think that program's still going on? He said, yeah, probably. And if you listen to in the show notes, I'll put James Corbett's episode on media and the CIA. But um, it's interesting what's happening now, because who is the guy like there's been this like sneaky evolution of how this Operation Mockingbird is gone. And there's people today that would say, okay, the government would say it stopped in the 70s. That was the end of it. I don't buy that. I don't yeah. know if you buy that. But that's, uh, that's a little bit like when you get caught doing something, your parents catch you and you go, that's the first time that's I first ever time. did that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how it happened. I'll never do it again. Promise. Yeah. Um, and then you get sneakier about sure. how you, you're yeah. going to do it. And that is what they did. And I think now you have, I think it's John Brennan, former CIA director, who's just a commentator on MSNBC. So now it's transitioned to like, well, now we just ask them to host the shows. Man. And you're like, well, aren't they a little biased? 
if they're like yeah. in the agency and you're asking them like questions about the agency. And I think that we're in a weird world now where people believe that I, is, I don't believe yeah. it. I, I'm surprised that other people do that. They don't think Gosh. that's a conflict. Yeah. Sure. No, this is a person that, and this is the first I've even heard about this. I think it's Brennan. Isn't, wasn't he former CIA? I don't know, director? but it is interesting that we can watch someone that we know has spent their whole career being trained how to frame a narrative and that's what they do and get other people around them to think what they want them to think. And then we think, well, he's going to be completely transparent with me. And I'll say as a Patriot, there's times where that's what they're supposed to do. I'm not saying that they're not supposed to be spies. They are supposed to be spies. Just want them spying for us, not on us, Yeah, you know? And I think there has been a little both. Yeah. That's tricky though. Like as far as it's a lot of power. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that the line moves depending on who you ask and what position they're in at any given time. Cause I was listening to a conversation on this sort of, of a dynamic of, well, the CIA, you know, that's not cool that they're playing dirty pool. They shouldn't do that. And, and my immediate reaction was like, well, I'd, I'd like for him to play a little dirty pool. Yeah. Well, just not on me. Yeah. <laughs> wolves. It's fine. If they, yeah. Attacking wolves. Yeah. You want a sheep really, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that is the, uh, where does, where's that line? I, I don't even know if anyone knows. Like, yeah. it, I think it depends on who's in power and, uh, who's it? George Carlin said something like it's a big old, it's a big old team and you're not in it or something like that. You can look up that quote, but, uh, it's a big old club and, uh, we're not in it. And so anyway, going back to the history, JFK is shot supposedly by Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, I think it's interesting now, like I'm sure if we have any older listeners watching or listening to this, it's a different perspective, but I'll just tell you from my perspective now, looking at that story, even as like 10, 15 years ago, I started to critically look at it. It was immediately obvious to me that it was not, (laughs) it was not a believable story to say that, you know, this guy that shot the president you know, even, even this, I thought about this a while back. I was like, well, how did, I mean, you could look at like, you know, no practice. How did he know exactly when and where to be? I mean, they did advertise the motorcade and all that, but then it's like, it was a motorcade with a convertible, a convertible, like security might say like, Hey, you're moving target. You know, like, why was it a convertible? Somebody made that decision to say, Mr. President, we need you to get in the convertible and go drive around Dallas. I mean, yeah. Now the the mouth breather pushback is um well, we hadn't had an assassination on a president in a convertible yet. In a convertible. I was going to say we never really had assassinations. <laughs> I'm not saying it hadn't happened, but um as you were talking about it just now, I thought some of this I go, well, you may not have seen it coming. Yeah, I think too. I guess we could have gotten in this at the top, but a month ago, um, the Biden administration again decided to not release the JFK files. So there's thousands of pages of the JFK files that are still not released to the public. And yeah. it's it's been 60-something years. So it's right at 60 years. Every, everyone who was involved in that situation is dead. It's... Especially Joe Rogan JFK. has said this. Other people said it. It's it's pretty obvious that the CIA did it. <laughs> like like, and I've even heard uh, people from the CIA say, 
Well, there were rogue people within the CIA that did it, so I don't know what that even means. Like, you're still within the CIA, but meaning that it wasn't a top-down order, but there were people within the CIA who orchestrated it to happen. And the only reason you would not release those files today is because that's the case. And it would be, I mean, I think, I don't, I don't, I think that a lot of people realize that it was the CIA now. I mean, as opposed to like 20, 30 years ago, but I don't know what it would look like if the, publicly they came out and said, yes, actually we did, you know, take out the president. It's hard to say how um, people would respond. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about this before, but New York times says there's aliens. Most of us just turned the page and went to work that day. <laughs> so I used to be of the belief that like, yeah, this report comes out, the CIA throws their hands up and go like, ah, well, we were up to all kinds of stuff back then. We don't do that anymore. But, and, and I would think there would be a giant, you know, I upheaval think, yeah. with the general populace, but there's, there's a chance. Maybe not. I just get back to what I, I do suspect. That's why, because I do think, I think that if it was admitted, I think there would, you'd have to abolish the program. Mm -hmm. You just start CIA 2.0, yeah. but right. you, you would have to like everybody, it would just have to close up shop and say, yeah. look, the public trust is completely lost at this point. Just move on. And that's the only reason I can think of. I mean, maybe there's another good reason having to do with the reptilians and the Illuminati that I don't know about. But as far as I know, I just think that um, it's absurd to look at the story and say the man who shot him was taken into custody. Then another man shot him before you could talk to him. And then that man was rushed to jail. And the only people that ever talked to that man were CIA doctors who said he was crazy and then lobotomized him or did whatever with him. We, uh, I've, I've told you about this Martyr Made podcast. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Cooper's the host, and uh, he just did a series on Epstein. Oh, cool. And he touches a bit on how conspiracy theories start to really pick up momentum. And it's a lot of kind of what you're saying, like, well, golly, they took a, they took a convertible. Can you believe that? And then somebody like myself is like, well, I mean, they had convertibles. Convertibles were a thing. Yeah. Crazy. People want to see the president. And then you go, you mean to tell me this guy got rounded up by the police? And then before they could really get anything out of him, he gets shot by some other guy. That, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's a little weird. And all of a sudden this ball starts rolling. Um, but the point I'm making about this Epstein series that uh, Cooper did is the set of circumstances surrounding Epstein's death is such a low probability when you add all of them together. Yeah. So it's not just one thing. So that's what is so compelling about this Harvey Oswald getting shot a couple of days later before the police get done with him. I think, well, cause today I was thinking on, well, it's the first time a lot of the law enforcement had dealt with a lot of things like this. Right. And oftentimes when you do things for the first time, you make some mistakes. Having said that, there are a lot of things that are just protocol Yeah, you would think would prevent something like that from happening. You keep your, your primary suspect, you know. And I, th I think too, with the advantage of time, that's what I mean by older generations. I think you could be forgiven for kind of just buying the mockingbird narrative because what else, you know, but I didn't, I didn't really get into JFK's assassination, like to into like really looking into it until I looked into his brother's assassination. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wrote a song and, and uh, I, I just really got into that whole story of RFK's assassination. And it dawned on me. It's like, well, they did the same thing to his brother. 
And so like, if you were just like an alien studying this planet and you're like from a bird's eye view, looking at what the humans are doing, it would be obvious. You'd be like, Oh, well, they just did the same thing to his brother. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I once, once I was at a, uh, at a dinner party, I was never invited back to <laughs> where uh, somebody, somebody asked me about RFK's assassination and I started just going into it. And I was like, Oh yeah. And the guy, and there was this guy there at the table. who was just, we were kind of back and forth and he kept questioning everything I was saying. And I was like, you look, the guy that killed me, Sirhan Sirhan, he doesn't even remember doing it. And he's to this day, he's sitting in a jail cell. Like what's the point after this long, he's never going to admit it. And he's, uh, he looked at me and he goes, um, what do he say? He goes, well, every uh, murderer that I ever prosecuted, mm -hmm. uh, they swore up and down that they'd never, they didn't remember doing what they were yeah. accused of doing. I paused and was just like, what's your name again? <laughs> and it was the district attorney, actually. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to shut up and leave now. Hard to argue with that particular Yeah. Point. But still... <laughs> layers upon layers yeah. of coincidence at some point, you know, you start to go, it's like the Clinton body count. At some point you go, look, somebody's whacking people. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the Man, Clintons, that, but it's yeah. somebody that has a shared interest. That's what gives so much validity to this CIA operation, CIA operation of controlling the media, because there's just enough things that you can poke holes in credibility mm -hmm. to where it starts to make the whole Jenga pile topple over. And for some of us that are like peeking into conspiracies, like uh, as part of my research, I listened to Shapiro debunking the JFK assassination. That was a good one. And the, I'll tell you why in a minute. I'll let you finish. Yeah. It. The summary essentially is just, hey, uh, people are largely incompetent. They make mistakes and, you know, mistakes happen. Just move forward. Accept the narrative. I'll, I'll preface this with, I like Shapiro a lot and I like his show. He does good work. I don't agree with him hundred percent, but I, I, I like a lot of what he does. I was dumbfounded at the lack of logic and reason in that episode that like, if you get, if you listen back to it, he basically just said, well, the official story is this happened. So that's what happened. That's the whole point is, the pe somebody's writing that official story. Yeah. Who, whose official story? The official story is this. That's it. And you go, well, are those people the CIA? <laughs> is that, is that, are those people the FBI? Are those people, is the official story, are the, is it the same people who said weapons of mass destruction? Is it the same people? Because it is. Mm -hmm. Were there weapons of mass destruction? Ah, the tricky there wasn't. About, yeah. Right. You know, and you, the same people that uh, I mean, there's a long list of, of, of things that the government's been wrong about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying the government's always wrong. I'm just saying, like, the idea that 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 they're infallible and it's just like, you know, the Warren Commission report. Well, that's that's just the end of it. Well, I don't think so. I think that's a really uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically of him uh, to have such a lack of intellectual honesty on that episode. Mm -hmm. I think it would be better if you just said, well, there's still thousands of pages of documents about this that we haven't been able to see. So we have no idea, which is, I think my opinion. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying it seems unlikely that Lee Harvey Oswald did it by himself. Um, I think most people, even CIA people admit that it's, he had accomplices of some sort. And then the next thing is, well, we don't have the information. So 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's could it be somebody else? I, I don't know. Do you, who, who else could it possibly be? That well, yeah, that no, you'd be I've, protecting. You try and look later. at who would benefit or who has the most to lose if this story gets out. And yeah, I'm at a loss as far as well. Lyndon B. Johnson already ran his terms, so if he was to benefit, if he's behind this conspiracy. Well, that's already kind of run its course. Yeah. I mean, who has the most to lose to your point? Most of these people are, are not like no longer with us. Um, it is surprising that, that they won't release that information seems like just to kind of put a cap on it. It seems, it seems to me though, like it's okay. I guess this is what I try to do. It's okay to just leave it at unanswered, mm -hmm. you know? I don't like buying this, like, well, the official story is this, and I'll go, that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I think there's a lot of things in history where it's, like, unanswered. Maybe it will be someday, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it's left unanswered, you kind of have to, you know, there's there's a lot of things on the table. Yeah. And then it does call into question, like, well, why can't we get an answer? Yeah, well, that's funny. We're talking conspiracies as a dad, the temptation is often to say, because I said so. <laughs> That's essentially what the Warren and Commission ex did. Exactly. Because we said because so. Because we said so. Hey, go, yeah, get out there. Um, but, I mean, we've been kids before, and you've got kids now, and so much more effective to go. I'm telling you not to jump off the roof into the pool because I had a friend who broke his ankle when he did that. It's not just because I said so. Um, but it does feel like in, in instances like this, the general public is going, why, why, why? Daddy, and why? <laughs> Tell me why. Government's, because I said so. And it's almost just like, like a ty tyrannical dad. Almost like you were saying, it's okay if there's a, you know, if there are some unknowns. Ah, it's been 60 years. We, we lost that bullet, <laughs> which that's amazing to me. We lost his brain. <laughs> we lost his brain. I... <laughs> They did. Did you know that? Yes, I, oh my I found God. some of that out. There are there are what I think are pretty significant pieces of evidence that are missing. Um, By that you mean most of it. And <laughs> I will tell you what the first thing that crossed my mind is: I just took a call today from somebody checking on an order for two items. You know, we deal in scope of hundreds of items. This person has two items they're checking on, and I found those pretty quick. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> relatively speaking, it's not a very important order in terms of the volume that we do, but we keep a log of all of our stuff that we have. It's inventory. And you mean to tell me that the president's brain is not on a log somewhere? You don't I mean, know where it went or the bullet that the, the magic bullet. Do we have that? Or the magic bullet that doesn't look like it's actually been shot. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, every other bullet that's been shot looks like it's been shot, but that doesn't. I mean, I'm, 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 I know everyone knows there's all kinds of debunkers and you can go down the list and I don't like debunkers either. I like, you know, I, I just think it's, uh, that's another one that they've weaponized the term debunker. Like it's a bad thing or it's a good thing. Uh, if you have something legitimate to debunk, great debunk it. If you don't, I mean, I don't like people that like, that's their thing. Like I, I'm just looking to just debunk like to shut them all down. the conspiracy yeah. theorists. Yeah. And then I don't like all the conspiracy theorists. I'm just looking for some way to explain how reptilians are running the show. I mean, God, can't people just be right like us? Can't they just be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think uh, when you told me the subject 
was going to be JFK. And then when I started, I mean, for one, yes, I've heard of JFK and everybody knows about back into the left and different, you know, yeah. some of the different taglines that are associated with it. Um, what I appreciate about this particular conversation is uh, the idea that like, it's kind of warming people up to the idea that like, okay, if you want to look into JFK, then yeah, slippery slope, you're going to find some, some things that are not going with the, the, the do it, report. do it on rumble or bit shoot, but don't, don't do it on YouTube. Oh, okay. I don't even know about either one of those. See, I'm bringing you in. There you go. Yeah. But you, you can't, the internet's changed a lot, even over the past five years. And there's things that you just can't find. I mean, a lot of these platforms they're censoring and uh, you have to go to different sources if you're going to find it. Mm -hmm. Rumble's like the next YouTube. And oh. it really is like YouTube was like five, 10 years ago. And it's, you know, pretty much anything you post it on there, whatever, no one's going to mess with it. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, eventually it might come down, but, uh, right now, yeah, I think other platforms are coming up because, you know, if you look into, it's probably just an extension of operation mockingbird. We yeah. go to YouTube and now Why they control it YouTube. Be? It's, it's about the biggest platform. Well, the whole thing is a military operation. The internet's a military operation. Oh, I mean, it really is. I mean, it was developed by the internet, by the military. So, I mean, I'm sure they have a back end to everything. Why would you not? Pretty pretty crappy military military force if you didn't i mean um but god and that's what fuels a lot of these conspiracy theories as well as 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 an american i want to believe that our military has the oh, best yeah. intelligence capabilities the, the most weapons i want to believe that they're not telling anybody about some secret awesome stuff that they've got <laughs> oh it's enticing well and I, I mean i still love america i'm not i'm a patriot that's the other thing about maybe this episode when agencies and media weaponize language to discredit dissenting opinions. And then they specifically make those people look unpatriotic. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a good American if you question what happened to the president. And I say, no, it's the opposite. I am the good American because I'm looking at this story and I'm saying, I actually want to know what happened to our president you're not a good American because you're believing some BS story that makes no sense. And yeah, it's unfortunate that that's the way it works, but same thing with the truth or thing. Like you, like you're not a good patriot. No, I am a patriot. That's why I want to know exactly what happened. It's not, you know, the people that, you know, brush it off and just go back to work. I'd say you're, you're the one that's not a good American. Yeah. And you know, you don't need to get in the soldiers in the war. I think, I think it's just wars, eight of them now. I don't even know seven, eight. Um, I just think it, the patriotic thing to do, you can love your country and question the narrative from individuals within the government that might have an agenda, which they're obvious, they obviously do. It's broken in half and there's, everybody's got an agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any politicians that don't. I mean, you'd be a bad politician if you didn't. Yeah. So naturally, you've got to question everybody, mm -hmm. even, even your guy. You know, you got to say, well, you know, maybe. Yeah. You know, Maybe he what meant they, to start that riot. What do they stand to gain from what just happened? So I had a take on this that was, I think it's my original take. If you want to hear my, it's, I've not heard somebody else. It's a combination of someone else's interpretation yeah. that made me go like, oh, wow, that makes sense. So Jimmy Church has a podcast, which Jimmy, you should subscribe. 
uh, we'd love to come on, called, um, oh, it's not Mysterious Universe. It's uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, no, I'm confusing everybody. Jimmy Aiken. What's the Look podcast? that up. Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious Universe, I think, or something like that. Anyway, he had an episode on JFK, but specifically about his doctor. Is it Jimmy Aiken? Jimmy Aiken, Mysterious World? Mysterious World. That's what it is. It's yeah. a great podcast. Check it out. Um, he's a Catholic guy, but he, he he did like a lot of Catholic podcasts, and then he branched out to do just like something like this, where you're doing like theories and weird stuff. But his episode on JFK's doctor was a guy named Dr. Feelgood. And I, you can look up his actual name, but he was a well-known oh, I know about in the 50s and the 60s yeah. as a doctor for a lot of Hollywood elite, politicians, and famous people. And essentially, he was just injecting them with vitamins and speed. Yeah. So like do it. Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy was in World War II and he had a bad back because he was injured and he was always in pain. And Dr. Feelgood was like, you know, treating all these people and he would come into the White House all the time, regularly giving him injections for this pain. But it was really just speed and, and vitamins. And so, of course, he felt great after he got this injection. And um, that's one of the things about JFK that uh, people, some people know, but some people don't, is that he was a speed addict. And it was bad. Like there was a, there was an episode where he, um, I think he demanded, like he had something going on where it was really a lot, a lot of pain. And he demanded that Dr. Feelgood give him more injections. And even Dr. Feelgood would say, no, no, you can't take this many. And I mean, he was running around a hotel naked and the secret service had to tackle him. And, you know, everyone knows You're saying that Kennedy, was? Kennedy was, okay, and there, everyone knows that Kennedy had a tendency to sleep with any woman that walked in the white house and, might have had something to do with the speed, you know? Yes. And yeah. so my theory was... Because that is... That makes a lot of sense. That's what I mean. So I said, well, maybe as as harsh as it is to think about this, I'm not saying it's what happened. I'm just saying, like, if I'm Secret Service or CIA and I know that this president is a meth addict and we can't keep him under control and we're dealing with a Cold War and we have nuclear weapons in the mix, uh, yeah. it might have been the right thing to say, this guy's got to go. I mean... It's it's not a you know di, you know diplomatic well, move, but no. <laughs> somebody somebody might. I mean, what would you do if you if you're in a position where you're supposed to take leaders out if things get so bad that it's really really a bad situation? If you find out the president's on meth, what would you do? Well, now I feel like I'm on record. Like I should say, well, I'd, I'd tell, kill him. I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd tell the I tell my parents. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking like when you talk about the CIA going, well, well, it didn't come from the top down and we got rogue operatives. That's what I like. Too, yeah. Um, it fits with the, that. It fits that theory really well. That, the storylines that I've heard in the research I did were that sort of a thing where, I mean, it, as I'm going through a few things on the internet, it, it crossed my mind. Like, well, it sounds like there were a few, uh, there were a few plans to some way to oust the president at that time. He was he was making enemies in a lot Left of different and right. camps. Oh yeah, yeah. And so there were a couple of different projects going on by different names. It's not surprising to me to hear like, okay, well CIA operatives get sent out on their own projects all the time. They're supposed to come up with their own solutions oftentimes. And you're right. What if there's one that just goes, 
I don't think this president's kind of a loose cannon, all this meth and fooling around with the ladies. This is. Yeah. Well, if he was honey trapped with like, you know, some, all the ladies, some of them might've been spies. Maybe Absolutely. you compromise yeah, this. Real some really, yeah. It's, it's why, um, it's why a lot of organizations don't allow people. So here we are in the conspiracy dad podcast. And my conspiracy is saying the CIA did the right thing. <laughs> well, if he's hanging like, around the wrong crowd and he's getting into chemicals. <laughs> I mean, come on, a serious world here. You have the largest, most uh, what, I, yeah, advanced military. There's a lot of a lot at stake. And I think if it was me, I, I hate to admit it, but I, if I'm being 100% honest, if I'm that rogue CIA officer and I know that this president has a speed problem and I know that he's been compromised with spies and I know that it's coming to a head, I might just say, it's got to, he's got to go. It's just, we you can't, we can't. Jack button, guys. I mean, uh, I would like to think that I would just take this before a Senate hearing, but I don't think I would. I don't think that's what I'd get. <laughs> I don't think they'd but listen. I think they'd be goodness, all funny. Yeah, you know, know you've, if you've got a guy that's making questionable decisions at the helm, that's a, it's a problem. That's a shaky situation. And so I'm not saying that's what happened. Just that's a theory. That's, I guess, Dante's conspiracy dad theory. It is the only time I've heard that posited in this context. Really? Well, yeah. So I'd not, I had not heard about. I've heard JFK people say it. It's, everyone thinks the CIA did it, but it's my thought that maybe they did it for a good reason. But uh, it didn't take very long for me to find Max Jacob, Jacobson yeah, yeah, on Wikipedia. Yeah. And Kennedy's like one of the first bits in the Wikipedia. Marilyn Monroe yeah. and Kennedy and. Administered uh, Dr. Feelgood because, uh, let's see, he was referred to as Dr. Feelgood because he administered highly addictive quote, vitamin shots uh, laced with various substances that included amphetamine and methamphetamine, which uh, I, not speaking from experience, but do have a reputation for making people very active. Yes. You know. <laughs> and in Kennedy's defense, uh, he had no idea what Dr. Feelgood was doing. Sure. So when he said, give me those magical injections, yeah. that's all that he told him. They, he wouldn't tell people what was in them. And I don't think that it came out until several of his patients who were famous Hollywood people ended Started up getting sore. They, no, they sued him. And um, one of them Stealing copper from under their yes. neighbor's houses. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I think uh, I forget who it was. You can, you can look it up, but it's um, one of his patients he ended up obviously becoming addicted to meth, losing everything. Yeah. yeah. And then lost his catalytic converter. And then he had to, <laughs> so then he sued uh, Dr. Feelgood. Um, and then it kind of came to light that this guy's nuts. He's putting uh, meth in Well, he's a in German. Was he physician. a Nazi? Tell me I'm he was a Nazi. I'm curious if he's a paperclip man. He was a Nazi was probably spy. shooting up Hitler with all the amphetamines. I mean, that's where he learned it. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. See if he was a Nazi. Was he paperclip? Well, I don't know if he was a Nazi, but he... He was born in 1900, so the timelines, and he was a German physician. So. Yeah, and he wouldn't have to be a Nazi. He could just be a, a German doctor from that era that also thought meth and vitamins yeah. was a good idea. Well, it all seems like a good idea in the moment. <laughs> and that's a lesson for you kids out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, In hindsight, what, what you can tell. So... I guess we're about ready to wrap up the JFK origins of conspiracy theory podcast. I would say, uh, 
do your own research, obviously, uh, look into any of this stuff, but it's a fascinating story. I'd like to do next RFK's assassination. Cause like yeah. I said, it's pretty obvious to me that that's what they did because they literally just shot his brother the same way that they shot him right in front of everybody. And I would, I was thinking like, God, there's gotta be a, well, I don't know how else you'd do it. Like if you slipped some poison in his drink, it'd be too obvious that, well, somebody close to him must've killed him. So it always had to be somebody like some crazy guy, but it'd mm -hmm. have to happen publicly so that everyone knew how he died was obvious. We all saw, we all saw what happened. Now there's no question about it versus if, if he was shot off camera, you know, then that, that's another, that's still weird. We're both shot on camera. Really? It's a little on the nose. Yes, it's, like it's a little on the nose. So. <laughs> I think that this is an appropriate intro um, because one of the comments I heard on this particular conspiracy theory is this is kind of the this is kind of the first one in our nation's history. It's the, the first, first, yeah, the first media, like the first, the first one that got really caught the up in media. Public yeah. started going, "Hey, what what are you saying happened?" You know, it's um, when they had TVs and magazines and yeah. I think uh, recorded film. So you had people that had their own, you know, way of duplicating things and passing it to other experts. And mm -hmm. what do you think of this? I don't know, man. Now, now we're on the other end of the spectrum where it's like I said, you got to go to BitChute or Rumble or somewhere else. Cause even now, um, well, here's an example last night. I'm sure you can look at it now, but that, uh, football player, I heard about uh, that. collapsed. Mm -hmm. Hamlin was his name, I think. Okay, I'm not a football guy. I don't know so his don't name, know. but I heard about him collapsing. But uh, we were just like in bed trying. My wife and I just trying to look up the actual clip of what happened, and it was pretty hard to find. It was like for a minute there, and we can't mention one of the things why it was hard to find. But there's people that think it's related to something not football related, as to what happened to him. Not saying that's the case or not the case. I'm just saying like people are asking questions like, Hey, was he also in this group of people? And mm -hmm. just for asking that question, everything's That's getting taken down. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, we're, we're headed right into 1984. No, we are right in the middle of 1984. And I, did you ever read that book? Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we're in the middle of that. It's like, there's uh the memory hole is that's what's happening. If you're if you're not awake yet, you don't know it. That is what's been happening for the past 10 years at least, like big time just flush it down the hole. Never happened. That 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 tower over there just it was it was on fire, but it just collapsed into dust. They do that. It's just a thing that they do. So, don't ask any questions. Uh. What do we So you you go with RFK next? Yeah, absolutely. Uh because I I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of that. I mean, I'm familiar with your song. I know he was John's brother. <laughs> I know about. I know that Sirhan Sirhan is the is the guy that did it. Um, but yeah, I haven't looked into it much aside from that. Well, it'll be interesting. So, yeah. Dave, thank you for joining me for this first Conspiracy Dad podcast. I look forward to many more. Again, subscribe, like, leave a comment too. I hear that's good on the podcast side of things. Leave a five star rating and a, and a comment. Yeah. What else do they say? I don't even. Pretend like I know what I'm hey doing. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hit the link below. Hit the like. Ring the bell. Yeah. Is that what they say? I think so. Okay. We sound like dads. dads. Oh man, we don't even know how to use this internet. Yeah. But we're gonna figure it out, and this is gonna be a fun podcast. So thank you for joining us. 
please uh, come back and join us next week. We'll do one every week and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So cheers. <laughs>